Hey guys, welcome to the Simplify Your Life podcast. It's Coach Simona and I'm glad you decided to tune in. What's up everyone? In today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about how to stop catastrophizing. And I will share with you four tips, two free downloads and two helpful exercises that will help you stop expecting the worst and face reality in a more constructive way. Now let's jump right into it. Alright guys, today's topic is a very interesting one. Before we jump into my actual tips on how to stop catastrophizing, it's important to understand what catastrophizing is, why do we catastrophize, and how can we stop expecting the worst and find better coping mechanisms. First off, what is catastrophizing? In a few words, catastrophizing is all about viewing a situation as considerably worse than it actually is. Catastrophizing is a cognitive bias, also known as cognitive distortion. It's a faulty way of thinking, in which we see the worst, expect the worst, and prepare for the worst-case scenario all the time. There are many cognitive biases, but in my practice so far, I have found out that there are 15 most common ones that are probably keeping you stuck. To help you with all of them, I've made a free downloadable cheat sheet with the top 15 cognitive biases that may be sabotaging you on a daily basis. If you want to download it, just visit bit.ly slash 15 biases or click the first link in the description box below. Now, let's go back to catastrophizing specifically. Why do we catastrophize? There are many theories on this topic, but the exact reason isn't clear. However, some of the most common reasons are the following. It could be a coping mechanism developed in your childhood, learned from a close family member. It could be a result of early trauma. Or it could be related to having a controlling personality and catastrophizing may be giving you a false sense of control. If you know and expect the worst case scenario, you presume that it would be easier to avoid it and stay safe. Unfortunately, that's not how life works. But today, I will show you how to stop expecting the worst and see reality for what it truly is. My first tip is to question your thoughts. Critical thinking is one of the most important tools in your arsenal when it comes to overcoming any cognitive bias. When you're catastrophizing, you're going down a negative spiral, where one negative thought leads to another one and another one, and then you're so deep in your own head that you lose your grip of reality. Now, how can you question your thoughts? There are many ways to do that, but one of my favorite tools I use with my clients is the Automatic Thought Record tool. It helps you track your negative thoughts, understand what emotions they're causing, and what behaviors you engage in as a result. I've made a free downloadable copy of it, so you can get instant access at bit.ly slash thoughtrecord tool. I will also include a link in the description box below. Now, questioning your thoughts is an amazing way to ground yourself in reality. One more way to question your thoughts, other than tracking them, is to constantly ask yourself the question, is this a fact? When you do that, you observe your thinking without judging it. You see what comes up. There may be feelings of insecurity, uncertainty, fear, anger, or frustration. Many of us catastrophize because we don't want to admit to ourselves that there's actually a bigger issue going on. When you ask yourself, is this a fact? You detach yourself a little bit and have a more objective view of the situation. My next tip on how to stop catastrophizing is to slow down and breathe. 
I talk about meditation a lot on this podcast, but for a very good reason. If you're new to meditating or meditation hasn't worked for you before, I highly recommend you listen to my next sentence very carefully. The only reason meditation hasn't worked for you is because you're expecting to get something out of it. The truth is, you can't meditate in a right or wrong way, or simply expect a certain outcome. You may feel relaxed afterwards, or even more stressed out, because you're seeing your thoughts and feelings clearly for the first time. But meditation itself is all about being alone with your thoughts, breathing, and simply observing. You don't need a fancy meditation pillow, meditation app, or technique. The easiest way to get started is to simply close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. It's more than enough to slow down and breathe. That will ground you and you will be able to tune into your body, which in turn will help you with your racing thoughts. If you want to learn about my experience of meditating for more than 1000 days straight, check out episode 55 next. I will link it below. Tip number three is to understand your inner battle. When we're catastrophizing, there are often two inner voices that are having a battle. The first one is the catastrophizing fearful voice that's actively seeking the bad potential outcomes of a situation. And the other one is the critical voice that's trying to shoot all over you. The second voice is telling you things like, why are you catastrophizing? You're always seeing the worst case scenario. What's wrong with you? You shouldn't be thinking so negatively you will bring even more negative things to your life. The truth is, we need to find the middle ground between these two voices. There is nothing inherently wrong with either one of them, but we need to explore them separately and understand why they're there. The worst-case scenario catastrophizing voice is the one that we'll focus on first. To do that, you'll need a sheet of paper and an open mind. Write down the worst-case scenario. No holding back, no critical words. Write down all the ugly, awful, scary things that could potentially happen. Pause this audio and come back when you're done. Now, let's explore the other voice, the critical one. The one that's telling you what you should and shouldn't do. What's the deal here? Your inner critic has a lot to do with the norms and moral codes coming from our parents, society, teachers. So, how can you become more aware of it? Write down all the shoulds you can think of preferably related to this particular situation, so you can understand yourself better. What's important here is to realize that none of these inner voices is right. The first one is the fearful, wounded inner child that's trying to protect itself at all costs. And the other one is all the social conditioning that you've accumulated throughout the years. Now that you have these two voices down on paper and you're aware that none of them is telling the truth, Let's get into tip number four. Find the gray area. What do I mean by this? When you're expecting the worst all the time, there is a very low chance of it ever happening, at least not in a way that you're expecting it to happen. The best case scenario doesn't always happen either. The important thing to realize here is that most situations lie in the gray area. The gray area is not as dramatic, not as interesting, and definitely not something to make a movie out of. That's exactly where our day-to-day situations lie. When you're catastrophizing, you're always seeing the blackest, darkest, worst outcome of every situation. On the other hand, when you're daydreaming and always seeing the best-case scenario, you can be unpleasantly surprised by reality. 
So when you realize that most situations in life lie in the gray area, you will feel more empowered. Most things happen whether we think about them or not. We can't control everything. And the truth is, letting go almost always leads to a better outcome in the end. Because when you're not constantly stressed out and anxious, you're going to make better decisions along the way. Sometimes we catastrophize because we're struggling with low self-esteem and we're not sure how to cope with a situation, so we prepare for the worst. If you want to learn more, check out my video on how to create massive confidence next. I will link it below. So as you can see, catastrophizing is a maladaptive coping mechanism, which means it may make you feel as if you're doing something constructive short-term, such as trying to prevent future pain. But in the long run, you're actually causing yourself even more pain. As I briefly mentioned before, catastrophizing is just one cognitive bias. But there are 15 more that you need to be aware of. If you want to learn what the rest of them are, make sure to visit bit.ly slash 15 biases. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it. And subscribe to my channel if you don't want to miss out on my weekly podcast episodes. I love you guys and I'll talk to you in the next one.